Pastor Xavier Reese says you can do all things through Him who gives you strength. The most important strength is that which enables us to do the work of the Lord. Isaiah reminds us that our strength must be from heaven above to do the effective work here below on earth. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It begins in heaven. It's effective on earth. If you look for your strength here on earth, you're going to miss it. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. How do you get through difficult circumstances? Well, the Bible says we are to walk by faith and not by sight. And that's exactly what Caleb did as he set out to claim the blessing that God had apportioned for him. Let's listen as Pastor Xavier takes us back to the book of Joshua for today's encouraging Simple Truths. The message entitled... Caleb walked by faith. The land has been conquered for the most part. 31 kings have been listed for the historical record. And now the possession of the land is left. They've entered in. They've conquered it. Now they have to possess it. And therefore here in chapter 14, Eliezer, Joshua, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes were going to distribute the land to the various tribes of Israel. In chapter 14 here, verse 1 through 5, God would be the one making the divisions of the land to the tribes, their families, their individuals, without partiality and according to their need. It is at this time that Caleb comes to Joshua and asks for a particular portion of land as his inheritance. And it unfolds for us in three movements here from verse 6 to 15. First, Caleb remembered the past promise of faith, verses 6 through 9, the past promise of faith. Secondly, Caleb reclaimed the present promise of hope in verse 10 and 11. And then thirdly, Caleb realized the future promise of love, verse 12 through 15. So you have faith, hope, and love that's being unfolded here. Notice in verse 6, Caleb recalled to Joshua the promise of God. Caleb was a son of Jephna of the tribe of Judah and is recorded in the book of Numbers 13, verse 6, here also and in Joshua 15, 17. And his name means dog. <laughs> it doesn't sound very nice at first because we know the names are given for character or situation under which they were born. And by implication, the only thing we can see knowing the life of Caleb is his boldness and his impetuousness related to his character. He was a man who loved and trusted God. And so simply understood probably for his faithfulness, regardless of the obstacles, regardless of the difficulties, he was faithful and committed. Notice, Caleb reminds Joshua of his age. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. So Caleb mentions to Joshua the report. First his age, I, and I brought back word to him as was in my heart. Heart. Back in the book of Numbers again, in chapter 13, verse 30, Caleb stood in the gap for God to encourage the people. Listen to the words. Caleb quieted the people before Moses, and they became discouraged over the evil report. But he tried to encourage them, and his resolve was this. He says, let us go up at once and take possession. Here's the man of faith. 
Now, they both saw the same thing, but one says, oh, no, we can't. One says, oh, yeah, we can. His confidence was, for we are well able to overcome it. Well able. His faith was in God, measuring his enemies against God, not their own might. The most basic principle for life in the believer is like Caleb, to fully follow the Lord in faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11.1. By faith, Enoch was taken up away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How? The context tells you. Faith, Hebrews 11.5. And those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him, Hebrews 11.6. The principle has never changed it's the same principle for every generation of Christians. And if God tarries for another 300 years, it will be the same. It will not change. Caleb remembered the past promise of faith. He remembered it. Notice secondly here, Caleb reclaimed now the present promise of hope because faith gives me hope. Notice in verse 10, Caleb had not grown weary in spirit through time. Here's a test for you. <laughs> we all get to take it. Caleb attested his well-being to God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said. God didn't lie. Caleb gave Yahweh, God here, the credit for being alive to that very day. It wasn't his own ability. It wasn't because he was so clever because of God. Caleb had seen much. He'd gone through many things. The difficulties, the murmurings, the complainings, the dangers of rebellion and divisions. He did not allow them to affect him. How many Christians, because they're not walking in the spirit, not walking in faith, they have their eyes on people, they get caught up with all the junk, all the murmuring, all the divisions, all the gossip, and they don't grow. They become just like those they are listening to. He had seen the diabolical attempt of Balaam trying to curse the children of God, and God intervened. God sustained them. And so Caleb attests to being patient with enduring hope. Notice his words. He passed the test of time. Caleb says, these 45 years. How long have you been walking with God? <laughs> Notice he specified the length of his endurance, 85 years. That's how old he was, 85 years old. For 38 years, they had wondered. It had been 45 years since that day. Caleb was 85 years old. That means it had been seven years since they entered the land and conquered it. And now he's going to possess his territory. He can say, oh, man, forget this. 40 years, 45 years. Now it's seven years. I'm done. Time didn't matter. Listen, you know why? Here's the key. He had eternal life. <laughs> we get so bummed out. Oh, how long it takes? Well, you got all the time in the world. But you've only got a certain amount of time in this world. So you need to make sure that you walk in the direction that God has for you. Very important. Verse 11, Caleb had not grown weak now physically through age. Passed the test of time, but now through age physically. Notice he says, he gave witness to his physical ability. 
As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then. Wow. Once in a while, we get to see some guy. You know, we say, how old are you? You know, he looks maybe about 60, 65. Well, I'm 85 years old or something. Whoa. And you go, man, I hope I look like that. You know? That was an incredible statement. But that was also God's grace. Notice he gave witness of his willingness to defeat the enemy. He's ready. He's ready to go. He didn't say, ah, mañana. No. He says, now. Right now. He did not think it was going to be easy, by the way. Listen, for war. Too many Christians don't live in abundance in the promise of God because they don't want to fight. They just give in to the flesh. They don't want to do good warfare. He knew it would take more time, both for going out and coming in. He's willing to pay the price. He knows it's going to take time. See, hope's in God. Hope's not in man. We look in the wrong places, even as Christians. Sometimes we put our hope in a pastor or in a movement, and we somehow elevate them to think that they're better than us, beyond us. Listen, I am prone to the same weaknesses as you, the same warfare, the same testings. True lasting hope is always based on God's promises and his word. Time is the acid test of all things. It will reveal everything about us. We will stand in one of two camps. Romans 2, 6 through 8 says, God will render to each one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patient continuance and doing good seek the glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. We stand in one of two camps this morning. There's no other way. And so time by walking in faith and obedience will give us great hope and reveal it as enduring hope instead of being hopeless. And there are Christians that are living hopelessly. They see themselves trapped. They don't see any way out because they have not come to the end of themselves. If you study the characters of Scripture, the difficulties of their life and men and women in history of, of Christianity, and you see some of the things that God allowed them to go through, and we see them trusting God, they have gone through horrible things, and they are so positive, they are so trusting in God. But it's when we get our eyes on ourselves, and we don't want to die to self and obey the Lord, or we feel that God owes us something, then we have no hope. As we look forward to the things of God, we should have enduring hope. The next 10 years, what's God going to do? The next 20, next 30 years of my life. What's he going to do in my life, my children's life? I'm excited to see what God's doing in their life and how God's going to use them. Or are you looking without hope and saying it's all over? Paul the Apostle says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Everything is going to pass away. 
God allows you to see that every day, slowly. But whatever God has for us, we want to make sure that we're claiming the promises of God. Listen to Isaiah 46.4. Even to your old age, I am he, and even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. What a promise to Isaiah. And you know Isaiah, he lived in a very dangerous day. God was faithful to him. Hmm. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Psalm 92, 13, and 14. How are you doing in your old age? You should be more used of God. You're an asset to God, all the experience, all the things that God has done. You should be a real mature person. The most important strength is that which enables us to do the work of the Lord. And sometimes it's in spite of our physical weaknesses. Isaiah reminds us that our strength must be from heaven above to do the effective work here below on earth. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31. It begins in heaven. It's effective on earth. If you look for your strength here on earth, you're going to miss it. You can go to the gym all day long. I won't help you for ministry. There's nothing wrong with it. Just you're not worshiping it. The temptation to trust other things will be ever-present. Psalm 20, verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Chariots and horses were the strength and power to defeat anybody. So in modern technology, God would say those who trust in their battleships and their aircraft. <laughs> the wisest thing is to look to the Lord. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices and with my song, I will praise him. Psalm 28, 7. If and when we fail, it will be because we have not depended on the Lord. Listen to Proverbs 24, 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Your strength is small because I have not depended on him. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Galatians 6, 9. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. 2 Thessalonians three thirteen. Caleb Reclaim the present promise of hope. And notice lastly, it's brief. Caleb realized the future promise of love. Verse 12 through 15. In verse 12 and 13, God had promised the mountain to Caleb for his faithful love. Caleb requested the mountain from Joshua that the Lord had spoken about in that day, 45 years before. Notice his love for God saw the land through the eyes of faith. And he spied out the land while the other ten saw it through the eyes of fear. Fear cripples us. He attempted to turn them from the rebellion out of love for God rather than love for self. They didn't want to go in because of love for self. His love for God was still ready and eager to go in. 45 years ago, he says, Now, therefore, give me this mount. I'm ready. I'm just as excited. I want to take it. Notice that Caleb there in verse 12 regarded the enemy with reality. He wasn't closing his eyes to reality. 
He didn't allow them to intimidate him, though, or hinder his obedience. He told Joshua, for you heard that that day how the Anakin were there. The Anakins were the people of great stature, giants, Deuteronomy 2, 11, 21, and 9, 2 tells us. He told Joshua the cities were great and fortified, strongly defended. It didn't discourage him. Why? Because God says, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to do it. Notice Caleb was still walking by faith and trusting God for what he had promised. He told Joshua he was trusting God. Listen, it may be that the Lord, Yahweh, will be with me, committing himself to the sovereign will of God, knowing what God has said, knowing the word of God. And he told Joshua he believed God would do it. And I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Chapter 15, 14, he drove them out. Interesting. And so Caleb received from Joshua the land God had promised him at the appropriate time. Look at verse 13. Joshua confirmed the time of the promise. Joshua blessed Caleb, meaning that he conferred to him his request, which was different than what was chosen by lots. They all came up by lots. God had chosen that. And Caleb said, I want to ask for this property. But really it was what God had revealed to him. But there was that personal petition, and God allowed it because of his faithfulness. Faithful love. Notice Joshua gave Caleb Hebron as his inheritance. That, that which belonged to him rightly so. Hebron was rich in history, in the promises of God. Abraham lived there. Sarah died there. Sarah was buried there in Genesis 23, verse 2. And David also was crowned as king of Israel in Hebron in 2 Samuel 5, 1 through 5. Rich in history. Verse 14, Caleb served God with a complete heart. Here it is again. Don't miss it. He received his inheritance as evidence of a faithful child of God. He was a Gentile, the son of Jephna, the Kinzite, who trusted God in faith with expectant hope and loving, lasting love. Hmm. He was a man of character, wholly following the Lord, Yahweh God of Israel. And so Caleb, in verse 15, savored the complete favor of God. Notice that. The name Hebron formerly was Kirjav Harba, the city of great, after the greatest man among the Anakins. Now the great God, Yahweh, now gives to this great man of faith this city as a reward. And the land had rest from war. There are many battles, but the war is over. You understand? The war was, was won in the cross. And when Jesus rose from the dead. But there's still battles to fight, right? You got your armor on? You ready to go? Hmm. The bee has been aptly um, described as busy. To produce one pound of honey, the bee must visit 56,000 clover heads. Since each head has 60 flower tubes, a total of 3,360,000 visits are necessary to give us that pound of honey for the breakfast table. Meanwhile, that worker bee has flown an equivalent of three times around the world. To produce one tablespoon of honey for our toast, the little bee makes 42,000 trips to flowers. He makes about 10 trips a day to the field, each trip lasting about 20 minutes average, and 400 flowers. A worker bee will fly as far as eight miles if it cannot find nectar flow that is near. The bee 
is one of thousands, but it is the recipient of his or her part in the hive for her queen. Therefore, when we sense our love waning in the difficult task and enduring persistency, we need to think of the bee. <laughs> Paul puts it this way, 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. His promises are valid. They're there for the grabbing. It's like him saying, I just deposited a million dollars in your bank account. And you never draw on it. Hmm. Knowing the love of God for us, to make us children of God, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Our blessings are many. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. They're mine. In Christ Jesus, in the heavenlies. They're there. Will I walk in them? Will I experience them? Will I receive the blessing? If I walk in obedience and faith, I will. Therefore, the exhortation to all of us is this. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. The days are evil. Listen, you lose a house, you get another one. You lose a car, you get another one. You lose a day, it's gone. You never get it back. Redeeming the time. The manner of our walk is very important. Colossians says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God, Colossians 1.10. How? By faith. Believing, knowing the word of God, knowing what he says, trusting him, fellowship with him, obeying him. The warning is this then, Hebrews 6.12, that you do not become sluggish, hard of hearing, dull, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You see, the provisions have been made by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you and I may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of this world through lust. Second Peter 1.4. All has been done. It's a matter of walking. And when I think of walking, I think of progress. I think of getting strong. I think of endurance. I think of being able. I think of having a direction, walking with a purpose. And so Caleb realized the future promise of love. The petition of Caleb for a particular portion of land unfolded with these three movements. Caleb remembered the past promises by faith. How are you doing? Has God promised something to you? You've written it down? You're discouraged, it hasn't come to pass. Your husband's not saved yet, your wife's not saved yet, your kids. Caleb reclaimed the present promise of hope. That means you're looking forward to the day when God says, Now, here it is, what I told you about. Caleb realized the future promise of love. That's when you enter in. And you say, Lord, you're so good. You cannot lie. Caleb 
walk by faith, just like you and I have to. Pastor Xavier Reese, reminding us of the power of faith, hope, and love. And you can request a copy of today's encouraging study titled, Caleb Walked by Faith. It's available for just $4 upon request. And by the way, this will also contain everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. Now, the title to ask for once again is Caleb Walked by Faith. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for telling us the call letters of this station when you contact us. Is going to church all that important? Find out what God's Word says when you tune in to the next Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com